Hi, fellow history enthusiasts, and welcome to the Detecting History podcast about all things buried and ancient. My name is Katie McDoyle. Together, we'll be diving deep into the past every week as we bring you history, metal detecting, mudlarking, and fossil hunting news, alongside some fantastic expert interviews. So whether you're a seasoned expert or a fellow beginner like myself, we're going to explore it all together. How are you doing? Hope you're all well. I just wanted to do a quick thank you for all the support and great feedback the podcast has been receiving. I'm really glad you're enjoying it. And thank you for all our guests so far and those coming up in the future. And hello to all the listeners around the world. It's amazing to see on the stats that people are listening uh, literally all over the world. So thank you and hello. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This week's guest is the lovely Carl, aka The Mental Detector. Carl is a seasoned detectorist who, like many of us, enjoys the hobby for its positive effects on mental health as well as the history. Carl really opens up to share all about his mental health as well as telling us about the fantastic mental health charity he co-founded called We Are Hummingbird as well as a new campaign, Circle of Four. And of course, we also have all of the bits and pieces about Carl's detecting history, his detecting gear, best finds, bucket listers and more. Welcome everybody to the Detecting History podcast and this week I'm very excited we've got Carl here with us today. Carl the mental detector how are you doing today? I'm doing very well thank you yeah I'm um yeah I'm, I'm going through a bit of a, a weird one at the moment with um with my head but I'm um I'm breathing so yeah I'm still here we're, all, we're doing good. <laughs> That's what we like to hear and, and thank you for coming on and coming and sharing with us that fact as well it's really important um you know, people to speak up about their mental health. Yeah. Um, there's been a noticeable change in the last couple of years and for the better that people are starting to treat their mental health as much as and as seriously as they do their physical health, right? Yes. You know, yes. you've yeah. got a sore knee or a sore back, you go to the doctor, you should do the same for your mental health. It's funny, it's like... um it's like you've been reading the uh, the scripts of the uh, the mental health nonprofit that I co-founded. <laughs> <laughs> I told you in my proper job, <laughs> I am um, I I do all this myself with the proper job as well. So yeah, it's, it's a real interest to me, and I think it's so 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 important. Yeah. So Carl, we can find you on Insta, and your account name there is the Mental Detector, and on YouTube as well. You've got some videos there, and that's at Mental Detecting, isn't it? It you've is. Got, yeah. Over 11,000 views on YouTube as well at the moment. So. Well, that's a lot yeah. more than I thought I had. It seems to have crept up. You know, I've, neglect, <laughs> I've neglected my YouTube for a while just because it's got a little bit overwhelming. But um, yeah, I had a quick look before and I noticed that there's still people watching. So we'll, um, we'll take that. We'll take in the little wins. Take it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, so, Carl, <clears throat> whereabouts in the country are you? So I am a northerner. I'm from Lancashire. I could kind of tell by that accent, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm bang on halfway between Manchester and Blackpool. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. I went to Blackpool for the first time this summer. Really? Um, what did you think? Every, every, 
<laughs> I loved it. But, you know, I love arcades and 2P machines and that kind of thing. So I was yeah, like, yeah. yes, running around the pier. And um, the, the family that I've with, they've all been several times before and they were kind of a bit like, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> she's I, had too much sugar. <laughs> I, I used to go a lot as a kid for the illuminations and things like that. And then I ended up going to uni in Blackpool um, because, nice. oh, because I live relatively close i still lived in Ormond, traveled but i uh, i don't think i could have lived in blackpool it's um mm. it's quite full on it is the front's quite full <laughs> on and then behind the front it's all needing a bit of a, a paint job isn't it and you can yes. see it's yeah it needs a bit of help yeah, they, but it's they have actually done they've done quite a lot of work in it on the, on the last few years um so it is it is being gentrified slowly Good, 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 good. Yeah. No, I loved it. And it's got a nice beach there as well, yeah. which was lovely to walk up and down in the mornings. Had a great time. Had the, a really lovely Italian meal there as well. I can't remember the name of the place, otherwise I'll plug them. But yeah, it's the, the good Italian on um, TripAdvisor. Go there. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> good old TripAdvisor. Yeah. Okay, so that's great. And um, how long have you been um, sort of a fan of history or when did you start your detecting career well, i've always loved history it has always been one of my favorite subjects maybe not so much at school i think it's probably when i left school that i actually started to appreciate it a lot more yes. um, then i started detecting around seven years ago and then there was a bit of a hiatus for a year and then obviously with covid um mm. and a couple of years off then uh, so i'd say i've probably been detecting for four years that started seven years ago yeah 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 same i just started um i got my first detector on my 40th birthday which was smack in the middle of the first lockdown so it was was so weird because it was like my 40th and i was oh yeah it's gonna be great and then it's like you can't do anything (laughs) yeah you just have to lock it swing it around your living room Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a weird fortieth, but I'll make up for it on my fiftieth. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, brilliant. So about four years, and what brought you to metal detecting? How and why did you get into it? Well, my great auntie, yes, um, she she's been detecting all life. Unfortunately, she doesn't anymore because she's got dementia, um, yeah. which is very sad. Uh, but she yeah. um, she was. She started at a club in Bolton um, back in the 70s. It's the oldest club in the country, I believe. I think it started in 74. Oh, it's one of the oldest. Um, She was there from the early days. And, yeah, she she used to detect all the time. And I remember when I was younger, she found um, a gold Roman ring. Um, Subsequently ended up, I think, uh, the British Museum have it there now. and then I think ever since then, I've been fascinated with it. But it took me yeah. quite a few years to actually make the step and start detecting. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. When I when I first started, again, because I'm an introvert, I was very nervous. And I do always say this on the podcast, how great <coughs> the community is and how great the groups are and not to be scared and, you know, yeah. take that step. And you'll find your you'll find your little metal detecting tribe almost, don't you? you exactly. Find your little you group. Do. Yeah. yeah, it's funny, you can look at it by the way, because I'm, I'm an introvert myself, but so a lot of the times I like to kind of go off on my own and go into my own little world, um, yeah. but on the flip side of that, if there is people that you want to talk to, then like you said, there's always someone there that you can have yeah. a natter with, whether it could be about detecting or 
what the amount of tea, absolutely anything. It's, it's a great community. Yeah. yeah. And that's fantastic. So your great auntie, did you say, got yes. you into it? Yeah. Brilliant. And a gold Roman ring. I know. Wow. I, yeah, it's, uh, it was, uh, I can kind of just remember what it looked like. I was only really young last time I saw it. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is uh, the whole gold. <laughs> you can find gold. <laughs> yeah, it's not that easy. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what got me hooked. Yeah, and the detectors back then must have been quite fascinating <laughs> compared to what we've got now, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love yeah. to know what machines she had, um, mm. but I, I, unfortunately, I don't think she'll remember anymore, and um, I don't even know where it is. I'll try and find out, because yeah. it'd be interesting to know what she used. It really would be, it really would be. Maybe you'll spot like yeah. an old photograph or something, you'd be able to work it out from then. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. That is so cool, I love that. Okay, brilliant. And what do you, this is the good question, see, what do you love about metal detecting? What does it give to you? For me, it's all about mental health, 100%. If I've had a, if I've had a bad day and I'm getting a bit narky with the wife or, or my child, she's only five, and so I could be quite quite quick to snap sometimes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, okay. oh, yeah. so to give them a bit of respite and to sort me out, I just kind of head off into a field, put my headphones on and, mm. and I just forget about everything and I can come back a completely different person. It's great. It's, it's just the one way of grounding yeah. myself. Yeah. It's our therapy, is it? I think Digger Dawn said the same and when she was teaching kids and they'd they called her out, she said that they um they would know when she hadn't managed to get detecting because she was slightly <laughs> different. <laughs> I think that's interesting that the you know, the kids had picked up on it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's so true. It's so true. It really gives us something, doesn't it? And yeah. Um just being out being on your own if you want to the physical exercises we know that gets endorphins going yeah being surrounded by all that green nature it's perfect it's isn't it yeah yeah it's, 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 it is such a romantic hobby i think yeah yeah it really is <laughs> yeah who else can say that they've seen you know like hares and foxes and kites and you know a lot of people don't get that opportunity in life and miss that don't yeah they? I, I have a couple of permissions and there's some deer sometimes just run through and it's so beautiful to see this like little family of deer and it's they're standing yeah. there and then then they'll smell you and scalper really quickly but yeah, it's it's, just, it's so beautiful just to see them. Yeah, that's right, that's right. It does give us so so much. <laughs> um, so what? charity do you work for you mentioned it earlier on yeah so i am the core co founder there's three of us of um, a mental health non-profit called we are hummingbird so we started Lovely. um around what's it been, seven maybe eight years ago this time after um, a good friend of ours unfortunately took his own life um and we wanted to do something that kind of helped other people and um, and for it to not happen to them so it was something that we could do in our morning process that will kind of help us and ultimately help other people. Mm. Um, so we're, we're basically an awareness organisation. Um, we, we can't do any critical, um, any crisis uh, conversations or anything like that, but we can signpost to people and we have um, a free wellbeing guide on the website and a, a really big book of contacts that people can get in touch with should they need. Yeah. Um, and everything we do is around music as well, because Matt was a musician and we're a big group of music, like musicians ourselves. Yeah. Um, and we know that music connects everybody. Yes. So, yeah, 
really but does. That's all it takes. Yeah. yeah. It's music fantastic. Sometimes I can be feeling really low. And then I'll put on like my favorite. I'm quite a dance, dancey girl. Well, I'm eclectic. Oh, okay. I can whack on certain like a dance track from like back when I was at university or something. It will help me lift my mood and give me a bit of energy. That's it. There's something for everything. If have any any kind of feeling you want. So if you if you need picking up, then there's music for that. If you want to be put down a peg then there's music for that it, it, yeah yeah it's yeah. Perfect. yeah yeah even even when putting the podcast together i had to really think about what would the the intro music be and it was like yeah. okay you know people in our hobby they're not necessarily going to want to come along and have some thrash metal introduced in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> be sensible <laughs> well it's interesting you say that actually because i'm I've, i kind of dabble sometimes with my youtube music and just to shake things up a bit and it's yeah. like a, a massive juxtaposition of what the hobby is <laughs> i will put in there some like some quite heavy heavy music or some <laughs> drum and bass or something like that just to like just to shock people i think <laughs> and because it's mine and i can do whatever i want <laughs> exactly exactly that's beauty but we are we yeah. are a community made up of all different folks aren't we from all different backgrounds yeah. so someone's going to enjoy yeah. that random metal track that we put on <laughs> exactly yeah but you'll, you'll see that um on like my Instagram when I'm doing my reels and that it'll always be a dancey track. I'm like, there's a bit of me. <laughs> Just let <Yeah>. people know. <laughs> and that's fantastic. And I love the fact that you you're signposting, you know, giving out it's an easy place for people to go to to then get the information and know the direction they need to go. Because sometimes yeah. people might might not be aware if they've not ever had any mental health issues. But when you are in that cycle in your in your mind or at least me myself in the past i don't mind being vulnerable and opening up and saying yeah i've also had mental health issues in the past you can't think you can't structure your thoughts sometimes and you're like okay what do i need and if they know they can go to one place like you were talking about and then they can know where to go for crisis management and help yeah yeah it's interesting because we we kind of think of ourselves as um somewhere you can go to when if you're in a good mood, like the website is full of music, what we try to tell people is, they might not feel like they've been affected by mental health, mm-hmm. but they always think about the negative, like the ill mental health. Whereas mental yeah. health is everything. It's when you're feeling good, it's when you're feeling bad, it's when you're not feeling anything. You can feel good from having a cup of coffee in the morning. That's mental health. If it makes you feel good, then that's your mental health. So people always look at the negative side of things. So we we want to be a website where people can go to if they're feeling good. Mm. And they can go on there and they can listen to the playlist that we put out there and discover new music. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're all about positive and looking at the, the good side of things as well as the, the bad side of things and just educating people. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great. And there's always breakthroughs as well, isn't there, all the time in medical science and everything. So, you know, yes, there's always there things is. coming through. And it's nice to, like you say, when you're in good mental health, um, just see the articles and learn more, isn't it? Yeah. It's always good. Knowledge yeah. is power. Mm. It is, yeah. What detecting gear have you got? I've seen what you've got on YouTube. Do you want to tell the listeners what you're rocking right now? So I'm currently using uh, my lab Equinox 700. Yeah. Um, I have 600 and I went up to the 700, uh, which has been a whole new learning process because yeah. I tried to get my head <laughs> around the new, um, the new range of numbers. It's a bit of a minefield, yes. um, but the only way you learn your machine is just use it, do yeah. everything. I use a lot of my lab stuff, um, 
Oh, they are. They, that's great. But then I use my live action. A lot of people find their brand and then we stick to it, don't we? Because yeah. that's what we know, yes. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no harm in that. No harm in that. And do you have, um, let's talk about your spade and do you have like a serrated trowel, anything like that, and your pinpointer? Uh, my, so my pinpointer is uh, the MyLab Pro Find 35. Um, yeah. My spade is the MyLab Pro spade, <laughs> which is funny. I, I used to have um, I used to have the Black Adder Gladius. Yeah. Um, and I found it to be incredibly heavy. Mm. And to the point where it was really hurting my arm, my left arm, from carrying mm. it around a lot. Yeah. Um, so I got the MyLab one. And I think it's actually the same weight, but it doesn't feel as heavy. That's interesting. Ergonomically, it, ergonomically it's, got a, it's got a curve to it. Yeah. So it, it just feels more natural when, you, yeah. when you're digging with it. Better balance. Um, yeah. Mm. It, I don't know. I think it might be a, a psychological thing that it just feels like to... But um, it's it's not hurt my arm as much anyway, so there must be something there. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, I keep getting told because I've been putting pictures up. I've got one of those half spades, actually. Hence, maybe the back because I did do a four-hour session on Thursday, um, and everyone's uh, like, "That is a backbreaker, Katie. <laughs> Get yourself a proper spade." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't be doing with a small spade because like, you kind of when you're detecting, you, you're a little bit hunched over anyway a lot of the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, then to to even be more hunched over when you're digging with a smaller spade. Yeah, I'm I all know. about the bigger spades. <laughs> <laughs> it was purely a weight thing but it might be that time now that i need to cross over <laughs> and you can <laughs> you can get straps on that for some shovels can't you so then you can end up you can just lob it over your shoulder if you've got a bit of a walk from the car to the field you can i've, I've seen like these little belt hooks that you can get as well that you clip onto your belt and then you clip the handle of your shovel onto that so it just kind of swings Ah, on your side. Very good. I've, yeah, I've not yeah, used yeah. one, but um, I, I feel like they might get in the way a little bit, but it's, it's something there that mm. could potentially help. Yeah. Might help someone. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And did you say you've got a serrated um, hand trowel thing or a hand trowel? Do you um, just rely on your no, spade? My, no, I do have a, a serrated hand trowel on. It is just a poverty one, actually, that I got from b and I think it's a, a a draper one, but it serves. It, it does it does the job, job, right? Nothing wrong with a bit of draper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. So you're out and about up there in Lancashire. Yeah. Um, do you get out to the many of the events these days, or you know, do you like to just to stay on the home ground? Um, I go to a few. I went to um, Detectable Spring and the one just gone. So they were good. Didn't find much, but they were. Um, I kind of see them as more of a social event rather than going out and finding things. So yeah, it was good to catch up with quite a few people that, um, few YouTubers that I've not seen for a while or I've actually not met in person, but spoke to like over social media and things. So yeah, it was good in yeah. that respect. But on the finds front, yeah, not so good. And the weather was too hot not as well, so and I can't do out weather. Oh, it was so hot, wasn't it? It was absolutely yes. scorchio. And yeah. I was thinking of you all. But yeah, I agree. It's nice to have, I didn't go this year, um, but it's nice to have like an event kind of almost centrally. It was Oxfordshire way, wasn't it? Because everyone uh, is so all over yes. the place. And then, it, you know, it gives everyone comes together. It's nice. Well, was it? I, I, no, the um, spring was Oxford. Yeah. And the one just gone was that uh, South Gloucestershire. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like not far from Bath. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah that's not not too bad is it not too bad at all no it was yeah it was a, it was a decent journey but yeah 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 see <laughs> you know, everywhere when, it, when i went to blackpool i think it was five hours for me from hampshire so it's a fair old drive <laughs> Fair old yes. That's why it's good to stay, have an event and stay over, isn't it? And then <laughs> go back yeah. a couple of days. Lovely. Okay, let's start talking then about um, your detecting history and your finds. So let's go into your best finds. I've been stalking your YouTube to try and get an idea myself. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about some of your best finds. My best finds. I, I think my number one find is gonna have to be I've, I've thought about this like loads i think it's gonna have to be the first hammer that i found um and that was my henry the third long cross cut half nice. um it took me four years to find that whoa and, and that's why it. i'm that's why i'm gonna put that over my gold as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, it was it was coveted for a long time. Yeah. And and I'm glad it was that Henry that I found as well. Mm. There's nothing like yeah, that so... feeling <laughs> of the first hammered. It's just such an amazing feeling. I can yeah. feel it now. It's uh yeah, there's nothing like it because you do you want for it for so long and you know, you go, Oh, you know, it's just it's not about finding the gold and the silver. <laughs> it's about finding the stuff, but deep inside you're like, I really want a hammer or I really want a Roman or whatever it is. For yeah. You. Some people just seem to like pull them up like I find buttons. I know. But yeah, they're very rare for me. Very yeah. rare. I think I, in the few years I've had four and a half in yeah. all, the, all the time. So yeah. it's still four and a half. I'll still take it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I've had yeah. 10 now. I've just managed to get myself a. Um, Fines cabinet, finally. IKEA have changed their fines cabinet. Um, oh, okay. So it's a bit smaller, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, my 10 hammers <coughs> are now pride of place on the top there. So I'm happy nice. with that. But yeah, I've noticed a trend recently on Instagram of people putting um, a post and it's their hand covered in all the hammers they've found. And I'm yes. like, oh, so jealous, so jealous. I know, I know. There's so many of them. No. Yeah, yeah the, the, I have, the was as my favourite. I've had a few more nice ones since. I think my others have been my um, lead seal. Mm-hmm. That um, it was intact. That was that was nice. I think that was dated to about thirteen hundreds. I think. Oh, nice. And you can still. I've not, I've not got a print from it, but all the detail is still there. If I did want to print it, I just know that if I do, I'll. I'll break it and I'm, <laughs> I'm not willing it. to run that risk. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of found a Bronze Age spear tip, which was nice. nice. I think that it, it's just a little bit of metal, but to like to hold something in your hand that predates the Bible. So it's over 2,000 years. Yes. It, it's such a bizarre feeling. It, 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 shouldn't, it doesn't make any sense that you're holding this bit of metal that's not seen the light of day for over 2,000 years. Um, and I think that's what, that, that's why I think it's such a romantic hobby. Mm, yeah, just, you're the lucky little... one. The chances, yeah. if you if you if some <clears throat> mathematician, I've said this before, if some mathematician tried to work out the odds of you being the person to find that after 2,000 years in that spot, in that land, what are the chances? So, yeah, it's so special what's the what else have i found oh i i wanted a bullet for a long time and a few months ago i found a bullet 
So that was one of my, that was one of my bucket listers crossed off. Yay! And then other than that, oh, a medieval purse bar found. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. I'd love one of those. Although I don't know if I can fully claim that one because um, that was on a great dig, and um, a club, a local club that I I got to and I've been for a while, but half from Hinburn and Ribble Valley Club. Yeah. Um, John, who runs the club, he was a signal he found. And they let me dig it, so I'm gonna cl- I'm gonna claim it. I I did the hard work. You were there, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that's nice. And then I think it's, in terms of significant finds, that's probably about it, really. I just dig a lot of buttons, mainly. Yeah, I've got an actual field Ooh. that I've lovingly called Button Moon because all I get off of it is buttons. <laughs> but on that, I researched that um, why there were so many buttons in this blooming field. But apparently, back in the day, sometimes they did chuck a load of old linen in the fields to try and help retain water, and so some fields got a lot of buttons in. Yes, I've heard they did that with like um, old army jackets and surplus things. They used to just throw them onto fields and then they'd degrade. So you'd find a lot of like military buttons. Yeah. Yeah, this one field, I'm going to go back to that one actually at the weekend and give it a go and see what we're... The last time I went, (laughs) last time I went in quickly on the way back from another field, I actually got um, a Victoria silver sixpence. So I was like, yes, finally. Nice. (laughs) So I'm going to make a return. It's going to be a good return. Um, I think I saw you have found a bit of gold as well, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I found my gold. Yeah. That was, um, yeah, I was not expecting that at all. That was on a, a, a permission that I only got um, last last year now, I think. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time I took the, um, I was trialing the coil tech coils mm-hmm. um, that Crawford's had sent me. And um, I took the 15-inch one out and it was the first signal that I found and it was it was half of the floor said it wasn't treasure because I actually thought it might have been um, like Saxon. It had it's got like an old Saxon design to it. Yeah. Um, but apparently they had a resurgence of that design in the Victorian times. Ah, so yeah. they said it was Victorian um, half of a handbag or purse clasp. Mm. Oh a, yeah, the, I know what you might, mean. There might be another half somewhere. Yeah, I'll keep keep trying to find it. Get back to that field. (laughs) Yeah. So my my first gold was a bit of a random one. It wasn't a gold coin or anything like that, or a ring. It was something I'd actually never seen before. Didn't even know they'd make gold purse clasps. No, you'd think that would be quite heavy as well, wouldn't it? If the whole thing was around the outside was gold, but it all counts. Did you do a little jig? That's what we all want to know. I certainly did. Yay. And that, that video, I think it's on my um, it's on my Instagram, but yeah. I know it's also on my, uh, it's also on TikTok. I've got the video on there. My dance. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go and check it out after this. <laughs> oh, dear. Brilliant. Okay. So they're your best or better finds. And then we always yes. ask, what's the weirdest or oddest thing? Or have you had any weird or odd things you've found? <sighs> I don't think I have nothing like. Out of the ordinary. I had like the usual, like you'd find um, a little toy car mm. miles away in the middle of a field. Like, how, how has that even got there? How? It, Why? It's about six inches underground, miles away from any kind of civilization. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. I think I, that's probably like the, the weirdest things I've found. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't, doesn't 
<laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's just like, how? Why? Yeah. I was um, about <clears throat> nine inches down in a very flinty field, this one where I probably hurt my back the other day. And um, I was like, it, lovely signal. I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be a Roman. And it was just the bottom half of a Red Bull can. And again, I was like, oh, how? <laughs> it, it was so far away from any road. It was like literally a one and a half kilometers I had to walk to get to the field. And I was just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> this, this, I'd love to know, like, how, how these things got there. I know. Like, even, like, some of the old, like, the old things I found, I'd like to know whose it was and how they dropped it or what they were doing at the time. Mm. And kind of things. It's, it's all the unknown. That's another thing I like to do when I'm when I'm out there. I just like make these little stories up in my yeah. head while I'm going along. Yeah, like a little film. Absolutely, especially when it's like a personal item, like a bit yeah. of jewelry or whatever, or a coin. I do the same thing and always think, oh, you know, was that person gutted when they realised they'd lost that? You know, what what was that worth to them at that time? Was that week's yeah. wages? What was it? Yeah. And then again, you've got the privilege of being the first person to touch it again, haven't you, after you find it? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. What's your favourite <clears throat> history era? It's, it's, it's probably going to be a cliche, but I'm going to say the, the Roman Empire. It's, it's got to be. Uh, if, if we didn't have the Roman Empire, we wouldn't have a lot of the things that we've got now. Yeah, exactly. And there seems to be a funny trend going on on TikTok at the moment of... Um, of wives asking the husbands, how often do they think of the Roman Empire? I saw I don't know if you've that. seen them. Have you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my wife asked me the other night, um, and I kind of said, well, I think about them all the time, because obviously it's, it's kind of what we do as a hobby anyway. Yeah. Um, but even if I didn't, I'd probably still think about them nearly every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I do every day, but obviously I do quite a lot, but not every day, I wouldn't say. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'll be driving down. I'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is a Roman road." <laughs> well, that's it. Like road, roads, toilets, um, running water. Yeah, it's all come from it's all come from the Romans, doesn't it? That's it. Even Paddy was saying last last week about how great the Romans were, and he was talking about the the nail cleaners and things that we can find. You know, they were just yeah so smart, so advanced. Yeah. See, I love the Romans. Then they paved the way. Yeah, old Romans. Excuse the quick interruption. I'm just letting you know that to help keep the podcast running, we have set up a Patreon. Pop over to patreon.com forward slash detecting history podcast, where you can see we have four very affordable monthly membership tiers available to help cover our running costs. You can select either the copper, bronze, silver or gold tiers that will give you access to things such as ad-free episodes, Patreon-exclusive extra weekly episodes, merch discount codes and even a tier where you can get sent a free gift as a thank you so please head over to patreon.com forward slash detecting history podcast thank you and then so leading on to the next question about favorite monarch or emperor who might that be then i'm, I'm gonna say the favorite monarch is probably gonna be henry VIII. so <laughs> yes he's, um obviously we all know about his seven wives we did all that at school <laughs> Um, but he just seems like such an interesting fellow. <laughs> so <laughs> interesting. Nicely, I think. <laughs> that, that's, that's one of my, um, yeah, I'd love to find out in the eighth coin. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've got one. Oh, um, nice. That was a nice day. But yeah, he's just like, as a character, can you imagine like knowing him or even if being in his little, in the same room as him because he was gigantic, wasn't he? And <laughs> he obviously got what he wanted, you know, whatever that was, they all did. But yeah, yeah. he would have uh, been formidable for sure. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> I don't agree with him as a person or how the actions that he took. Well, um, yeah, interesting nonetheless. Very interesting, very interesting. I can still yeah. never remember all the wives off the top of my head. There's even that little rhyme, isn't there, that to help you remember it? There is, and I've forgotten it as well. I can remember Catherine of Aragon. Yeah. That's the is. Um, <laughs> that's the only one I can Jane think of Seymour. at the moment. Uh, yeah. She's not an author. Jane Seymour. <laughs> Sounds like she should be an author. <laughs> There's an actress, isn't there? I don't know. I'm going to is. I'm gonna have to Google Jane, it now. The Jane's... Wives of Henry VIII. <laughs> and then we can add it in the rhyme. Hang on, let me, let me just find it. Right. We've got Catherine Parr, Catherine Howard, Anne of Cleves, Jane Seymour. Who did I say? Jane Seymour. Um, yeah. Jane Seymour. There you go. Anne Boleyn, Catherine of Aragon. There we go. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know the rhyme. I'll have to look it out. <laughs> I'll put it on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Brilliant. So you like Henry VIII then? Yeah. And you'd love to find your Henry VIII coin. That's really cool. How do you go about getting your permissions for your land that you detect? Oh, hard work. I think I think a lot of people find it hard work, especially because I'm I'm such an introvert and um, I suffer from social anxiety. I'm not the kind mm. of person that can go knocking on doors. Um, mm. So I go on Google Maps, look at houses or farms with quite a bit of land. On Apple, yeah. Ma- Apple Maps, actually, because you can find out the address number from Apple Maps. You can't on Google. Um, oh, and I send, interesting. I send letters out. I probably sent about 20 letters out, and I've had one say yes. Ah, brilliant. Which is good enough, because it's, it's still one. Yeah. So a very, a very nice man. Um, I'm very lucky with this, actually. He, he kind of has an estate, um, and his garden is massive. So mm. I get to detect his garden. And then he has another bit of land that's um, like an equestrian centre. Um, so they've got quite a lot of fields there mm. as well. So yeah, I can't, can't complain because a lot of people struggle to get permissions. Like I say, it took me it took me six years. I only got it last year, so it was six years it took me to get that one. Um, and then hopefully I'll, I'll have a chat with him and see if he knows some more people and kind of go by a word of mouth then and... It's not what you know; it's who you know, kind of thing. Yeah, once um, you get in there. But yeah, I'll send the I'll send the odd letter out every now and then. Mm. Um, but yeah, some people like some people told me to go knock on doors and take a bottle of whiskey or something like that. <laughs> but I, I just I don't like cold callers myself, so I'd I'd, I'd be I don't want to be that person. <laughs> yeah, no times have really changed. I get a real shock if anyone knocks at the door. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's <laughs> like that, when the phone rings I, and you're like, someone's actually phoning me. <laughs> Why did not books in a point? Yeah, yeah, same. And Paddy had the same advice last week. He said that for whatever reason, him and his dad have found that people really like handwritten letters and they get success because it's more personal that way. Um, and then I said farm oh. shops. And then also I did, um, where I live, there's a bunch of villages that have their own little monthly magazine thing so i put a little ad in there and a few people reached out then so that was a good way of getting him 
Right. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard about like joining Facebook groups and trying to um like local town Facebook groups and trying to find farmers and stuff and just like have a service of like if you've lost something, say you'll try and you'll find yes. it for free. Um I've tried that as well, but nothing came from it. Yeah. How do you go how do you deal with um periods where you don't find much, you dry spells? Do you just are you one that just keep on plodding along? I have to. I think yeah. it's one of them, if I, if I don't get out, then I feel the effects from not getting out. I'd rather be outside and find nothing than inside and just stewing in my own mental state. Although I haven't been out for a while, which kind of I'm going against my own, what I've just said here. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a hypocrite, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> not following my own advice. But no, I have... I'm going to start going out a bit more now. Yeah. yeah. It, it's been hard as well because I've, I've had like family commitments and we've been doing work on the house. It's been hard to get out. Yeah. So I've kind of cut out the rhythm of it. But yeah. now like the bathroom's sorted now so I can crack on again. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, life gets in the way, doesn't it? You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when you get back sort of on, you know, firm ground, then you can work out. I'm, I'm just leaving my job now. So I'm all about, for me, what keeps me healthy is to have like a routine. So I'm just working out my routine. What does that mean for me now? You know, when can I get yeah. my detecting in and my exercise on, you know, when when do I concentrate on <laughs> serious matters of house DIY and things like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's never, never enough hours in the day. Especially no, now this time me. of year, like you can't go out at night because it's just pitch mm, black. Yes. You've reminded me, actually, I wanted to to bring that up with you. Exactly that, you know, going into the winter months, it can be a bit of a struggle, can't it? I mean, we know yeah. about, what is it, seasonal affective, seasonal affective disorder. disorder? Yes, sad syndrome. Um, but yeah, I think it affects everybody, doesn't it? When the light starts, you know drawing in and the clocks change and everything yeah. and we all hibernate don't we so that, that also takes an effect on people and again it's about you know trying to prioritize not just your family and everything else but your little bit of whatever that is that keeps you happy and healthy isn't it yeah 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 right next section then is have you ever had any issues while out detecting anything odd freaky weird i haven't no I'd like to. I, I'd like to go somewhere haunted. I'd love to have an encounter with a ghost, or like, or some yeah. kind of old pilgrimage walking through the middle of a field or something like that. But no, I, I haven't. I haven't had anything weird happen. No. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to when it does stuff. Yeah, but you're open-minded. Apparently, that's half the battle. <laughs> yeah. If you're open-minded, you'll see the things that go on around you. Yeah, I did. Um, I did go on a club dig once with um with Bolton Prospectors and with um and they went to an old Civil War site and one of the lads there was saying that there have been sightings of like Civil War soldiers, um, on a certain field, um. I didn't see any though. No. <laughs> next but, time, next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you get a lot of talk stories about that and like hooded monks and things, don't you? And everybody yeah. suddenly goes cold and you can see your breath. And, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've not had that before. That's just been like an early December morning or something and I'm freezing. Yeah. <laughs> My mate's coming through the fog. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Well, we look, we look forward to hearing all about it when it does happen to you then, Carl. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, so what would you say to people thinking about getting into detecting? What advice would you give them? What are your top detecting tips? I've got two tips. I think the main one is perseverance. Perseverance is key. You have to keep going. Yeah. You see so many people spend an absolute fortune on on new gear and they've given up a week later because they're not, they're not finding gold, they're not finding silver. But, but mm. you're not you're not going to. It, it's very rare. It's very extremely <laughs> no. rare you'll find gold. You might find the odd bit of silver. Um, but, yeah, you can't go into detecting expecting that you'll find that. No, no. So you just need to, you need to stick it out, perseverance, um, and just appreciate being outside. And um, the second one is learn, take the time to learn your machine. I suppose this kind of goes hand in hand with perseverance. Um, mm-hmm. But the more you learn your machine, the more you'll you'll pick up on its nuances. You'll be able to hear your tones better. You'll be able to read the VDI better. If, if that's what you want to do, a lot of people only go by tones. A lot of people go by the numbers. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's all about patience and perseverance. Yeah. And you and you don't you don't need to spend thousands on something if you're just starting out. And my first machine was a Garrett one fifty. Um and I still remember the first coin I found, which was a Bunhead Victoria Penny. Yeah, brilliant. Um, which I subsequently ruined because I was so naive I thought I'd be able to clean the lovely green patina off it with Coca-Cola. Oh no. <laughs> I just degraded the coin. <laughs> uh, so I learned I learned that mistake very quickly not to do that again. <laughs> yes, don't do um, that, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, take your time, have patience, perseverance, and when you're starting off, don't spend thousands mm. on something that you know you or you don't know that you're gonna stick out. Yeah. It's one of those hobbies you've got to put in the hours, isn't it? And it you know, yeah. you've got to get to know your machine and just think like, you know, when you get a new car and everything's a bit weird and like the indicators are on the wrong side or the lights or whatever, it's like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But then after a certain amount of time, it's all second nature and you 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 are one with your yeah. car, you know exactly what it's doing, you know exactly how to pull off yeah. the lights and all the rest of it. And it's the same yeah. with your machine. Put in the hours and you'll totally get it. Yeah. You totally get it. It does. Yeah. And it just becomes an extension of your arm. Yeah. It's, it comes so naturally. It does, it does. And I... I Again, mindfulness and sort of taking my mind off other stuff. When I've got my headphones on and I'm hearing all those different tones and then you just pick out that one special tone, don't you? And you go, that's it. And then your heart starts going. (laughs) (laughs) And then you say, I'm aluminium. Yeah, or my Red Bull can. I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) I'm not one with my machine today. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Okay, cool. So that's good. Not too many issues and great tips there. Any other hobbies that you do, Carl, that you might like to recommend to people? I have a hobby that I've not done for a while. I'm I'm a designer by trade, so I'm a graphic designer. Cool. One of my my passions is print. Yeah. Um, So I I used to do a lot of letterpress printing a few years ago when I actually had time to do it. That's like the old type type setting um, with lead type, which you can find while metal detecting. I actually found my first bit of lead type the other week. Oh, Um, lovely. I used to have loads of it anyway, but I found my first piece while detecting. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I used to like doing a lot of that, but it's it's quite messy and it takes up a lot of space Mm. and, and time. So I've not done any for a while. 
but I think that's that's kind of my only other hobby, really. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, that typeface. I was reading um, Mudlarkers. I was reading Lara Maitland's book, the Mudlarking book. That one. I don't know if you've read it. No, I've not seen that one. So Lara's got a massive account on Instagram, and um, yeah, she was talking about she's on the foreshores of London. She's got the permit and everything, and she heard yeah. of this famed. Um, print typeface that had been logged into the Thames by a by a guy because he'd fallen out with his business partner and so there's um, a spot apparently in the Thames where people go to try and find this famed lost um, font it's very interesting that's I recommend interesting. it I like that. yeah <laughs> it's a good read that's like after walking yeah that. absolutely okay great so we're now going to move on to our bucket lister section so Carl on your own personal bucket list or list, what have you not yet found that you're itching to find? I, a lot of people say they're like, uh, they love the hoard and a gold noble or something like that. I just want yeah. a silver denari. I just want a little silver denari. Yeah. That's it. It, it. it used to be, it used to be my, uh, my bullhead and now it's a silver denari. So I, I go for like the more realistic things that I could probably find. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you, actually, because I've got my Silver Hammers, I've got my Henry VIII, um, I got my Bullhead, I got my Roman, I just wanted any Roman coin, and it was um, a crusty coin at that, but now, yeah, I'd love to get a Silver silver Roman, would be nice. Yeah. Excellent, or anything Saxon, actually, that would be good. Be good. Oh, yeah, Saxon would be nice, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or Celtic, a uh, little Celtic, a little silver stator. Yeah, oh, it's a little silver unit actually. A little Celtic unit, I'd like. Yeah, yeah. We're both gazing off, <laughs> thinking, "Oh, <laughs> the list is getting longer as we speak." Only <laughs> think about it, the more you actually want. But I'm still going to stick with my dinar. Good, I like it. I like it. And so this is the exciting bit. We have the ultimate, the Detecting History podcast ultimate bucket list of lists. So each week our guest gets to put an item on the list. We've had five guests so far, so five items on the list. What item yep. would you like to place on the list, Carl? And it can be something outrageous or it could be something that's actually quite obtainable and achievable for new detectorists out there mm. oh, that's a tough one i think yeah i think i'm i will go with my i'll have a gold hammered i think will be my ultimate yeah if it, if it, after my after myself with an area i'm gonna go for like a, a gold noble Ah, lovely, lovely, lovely. They always look so beautiful, don't they, when people find they, them? They come up exactly the same as the day. They, unless they're bent in half, they come mm. up the same, <laughs> looking exactly the same. It's, it's incredible. Like, when you think about like our coins now, you can't find a penny from 10 years ago that's in good condition. But you'll find <laughs> no, you you'll can't. find something that's like I don't know, nearly a 1,000 years old and it still comes up perfect. Yeah blinging and no mistaking no mistaking oh by the looks of things when you see it in the soil there i've been fooled a couple of times with like a bit of a gold milk bottle top or something it's one of the, <laughs> it makes your heart go and then you look at it and then yeah you just end up swerving for the next 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> you're like is it is it no of course no. it isn't no. <laughs> brilliant well thank you carl we'll put the gold noble on the uh, on the ultimate bucket list a list in that case that's awesome and i'll have fun finding a nice picture of one of those to put up on instagram yeah. as well. that'll be cool 
Excellent. So anything else, anything you want to promote coming up, if you want to give another shout out to your charity? Yeah, I think I'll just mention We Are Hummingbird again. Um, so you yeah. find us on um, Facebook and Instagram. We're more active on Instagram um, as We Are Hummingbird. We've got a YouTube channel um, and the website is wearehummingbird.com. Um, we also have a new campaign come out called Circle of Four is basically one in four people statistically in the lifetime will suffer some uh, a mental health um problem so what we try to say is circle of four is there's always three people that can support that one it's also teaching them or educating them around what they can do but also letting that one person know that there will always be three people that can help support them yeah um so yeah we've got a website there where you can get a free booklet and badge and stickers and things um so yeah that's all the mental health stuff and then again my my protection stuff's on all on social media instagram facebook tiktok youtube um and yeah it's a shout out to crawford's as well because i was lucky enough to join the crawford's family this year because they really liked what i did with my mental health so i do a lot of mental health stuff with them great um, so yeah, they're they're a really good company. Lovely. So that's we are hummingbird. We are hummingbird dot com, and then you're doing yep. the circle of four. Circle four dot org. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, and then we can find you all over the socials. So you're the mental detector on Insta, and, at and then mental, mental detector at on YouTube. YouTube. Yes. <laughs> lovely well good stuff Carl it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you today so thank you so much Uh, thank you for coming on on as a guest yeah it's been wonderful and uh, yeah looking forward to seeing more of you on all the socials and hearing more about Circle of Four yeah fantastic thank you take care have a good evening bye bye well I hope you all enjoyed that interview as much as I did um just to repeat all of the ways you can get hold of Carl on Insta, it's at the mental detector on YouTube at mental detecting. And then very importantly, the nonprofit charity that Carl set up with some other friends is called wearehummingbird.com. Go there for lots of information, uh, signposting as well. It's a really excellent site. I checked it out myself. Um, there's even links to courses for mental health first aid that kind of thing and then also the new campaign which is circle of four Um, so go to the circle of four.org is the website and that's where you inform the three to support the one if you're enjoying the podcast um, please could you give us a a rating a follow a subscribe on all the various podcast apps Um, If you see me posting on social media, I really appreciate it if you shared so other people can see that we exist. We're just trying to get the word out there at the moment. Um, Also, don't forget we have Patreon channel. So patreon.com forward slash detecting history podcast. There's loads of extra episodes over there. So go and have some fun listening to some dream detecting days with all of our guests and some more information on the ultimate bucket lister list items. And then finally, we've got our Etsy store. Etsy forward slash shop forward slash detecting history pod um there's some merchandise over there and it all goes towards keeping the podcast going helping with our fees etc so thanks very much everybody see you next week bye